Welcome to Orchard UMC's podcast. At Orchard, we endeavor to live into our mission of transforming the world by growing in faith, serving others, and sharing Jesus. The scripture for this morning is 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? which you have from God, and that you are not your own. For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Let us pray. Today we are talking about getting your physical health in order. Now, this is an area of life that we don't talk very often about in church unless we're praying for someone's health. A lot of the time we focus on nurturing uh, our relationship with God and care for our spiritual health. Uh, We talk about reaching out and caring for others physically and spiritually. Think about the Good Samaritan, right? We care for, um, you know, the Good Samaritan cared for the man's health. We talk about feeding the hungry, Matthew 25, um, which we say if if they were hungry, feed them. When When I was hungry, you fed me. But we don't talk about our physical health. Now, maybe when you came today, you had some expectations of things that I might say. You might have thought that I would talk about Daniel in the Bible and how Daniel had this plant-based diet and how that became a diet fad for a while and and maybe I was going to give instructions on that. Or maybe um, you are afraid that today's message would be something like this. We're going to try. Hi, y'all. I'm Pamela Pupkin, and you're about to do Pamela Pupkin's Workout for the Lord. Hey, y'all, this is Alan, and these are the other people. I have not been looking forward to today's sermon. Who am I to preach about physical health? I've done a poor job of taking care of my body, done better lately, but I still wake up every morning wondering if my clothes will fit. The reality is I still have a ways to go, and it's hard to make myself a priority. Now, I'm getting better about the eating, but I'm going to be honest here. I have not yet figured out my exercise routine. I lie to my doctor about that. (laughs) Well, I just fib a little, not really lie. Um, But I haven't figured it out. And I don't say this because I want to discuss it, really. 
it's something that I'm kind of embarrassed about. So, uh, but I say it because I know that I need to be honest if we're going to really talk about this subject because, again, who am I to talk about it? And I know that I'm not alone in this struggle. Sometimes caring for our physical selves is hard. We face temptation, temptation to eat, temptation to not exercise, temptation to put everyone before ourselves. And so that we make our physical priority, the, uh, our physical health, the last on our priority list. Temptation is not something new. We can find it throughout the Bible, all kinds of temptation, right? We talked about it this summer with Joseph and how Joseph, Joseph was tempted by Potiphar's wife. Remember, that's her name. Um, and we've talked about, and there's David was tempted by Bathsheba. And David was tempted to kill King Saul. And of course, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. Do you remember that? What was that first temptation? If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. The first temptation was food. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but I love bread. <laughs> I love bread. Do you remember that Oprah commercial for Weight Watchers that all of a sudden said, you can eat bread now? That's when I joined Weight Watchers. <laughs> I love bread. I can go without a lot of things, but I would miss bread so instead of Jesus' words, one might say, what would one little loaf of bread hurt? Or a couple of ruffles, except we all know you can't just eat one. Mike Slaughter, the pastor emeritus of Ginghamsburg United Methodist Church, in his book, Momentum for Life, um, wrote this in his chapter on eating and exercise. Have you ever heard someone make a statement such as, I can't wait to go to heaven? Or, I hope Jesus is coming back soon. Personally, I can wait. I'm in no hurry to make the celestial trip. It's not that I won't be happy to see Jesus. I'm just really enjoying the incredible gift of life. He continues, Sometimes we tend to be like the spoiled child who rips eagerly through the wrapping on Christmas morning but grows bored with the present and discards it later in the afternoon. Life is a gift to be embraced and celebrated to the max. I love life's complexities and its intricacies as well as its ordinary joys. From the changing of the season to my first cup of coffee in the morning, even the simple day-to-day -day routines of life add sparkles to my world. Pitching baseball to my son or hearing my daughter's voice. I love life and I'm in no hurry to let go of this precious gift. And that's just it. Life is a gift. It's a precious gift from God. When we abuse our bodies with poor choices about food or sedentary lifestyles, or we are effectively shortening our lifespans. I don't know about you, but I don't want to do. Somewhere along the line, I think that I started to believe that I was invincible, right? Even though the doctor says otherwise. I'm too busy with my work and my children and my life. I will take care of myself later. I got plenty of time for that. How much does that say about how I value the gift of life? 
right? And what does that say about how much I appreciate and value and honor the giver of the gift? It's like I got bored with the greatest gift I've ever been given. We all talk about stewarding our budget and our building and even our vision, but do we talk about being good stewards of our bodies? The scripture today um, that Barbara read earlier, I want to read to you again, this time um, from the message. Or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. Paul takes the idea of stewarding your body a step further. He says that it's not just a gift from God, but our bodies are sacred spaces. They are temples to God. We've got the Holy Spirit dwelling with us. We might say, though, well, there it is. It must be the Holy Spirit who likes bread or ice cream or whatever that might be. But it means that the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus has placed a claim on us, and we belong to God, so we have to make care of our bodies a priority, treat ourselves with a great measure of dignity and respect. We've got to be caretakers of these temples for the Holy Spirit. Now, let's think a minute about the care and upkeep of this building, right? This is a beautiful space that we have that we treat as a gift. We um, naturally think of it as God's house, right? And so we approach it with honor and respect. We clean up after ourselves. We hire a cleaning service who comes in every day and cleans the building. We have Betsy and her team who care for the, um, the grounds. And we have Barbara and all the trustees who make sure that things are fixed and in working order. We have Sue who sets up tables and keeps things organized. And we have Mike, who, Mike Schultz who changes all the light bulbs. And we have Jim who drills holes in the walls and fixes things. And we have many people who are willing to help with painting and fixing and replacing. And if you added up all of those volunteer hours, we would easily have a full-time position and then some. So let's think about that. Um, All devoted to maintaining this building of brick and mortar. This is a place that was built with human hands. And it's a wonderful facility. And it is important, and it is the largest tool that we have to express hospitality and to really be um, the people of God. But how much time and energy do we devote to maintaining our own temples, constructed by the hand of God, filled with his breath of life, where the Holy Spirit dwells? The Human Resources Department from Grand Rapids Community College uh, came up with a whole seven dimensions of wellness, and they talk about physical wellness. I want to share with you what they said. Physical wellness encompasses a variety of healthy behaviors, including exercise, proper nutrition, and abstaining from harmful, harmful habits such as drug use and alcohol abuse. 
It means learning about and identifying symptoms of disease, getting regular medical checkups, and protecting yourself from injuries and harm. Developing such healthy habits today will not only add years to your life, will, but will enhance the enjoyment and quality of those years. And then they give seven tips, or they give, I don't know how many tips, they give several tips for optimal physical wellness. The first, of course, is to exercise daily. So, exercise. Humans have walked everywhere for thousands of years. It was only in the last 80 or so years that we have gotten out of the habit. One of the best exercises and the easiest to do is walking. Genesis 5, 21 to 24 says, when Enoch lived 65 years, he became father of Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after the birth of Methuselah, 365 years. Enoch walked with God, then he was no more because God took him. Now, uh, we can look at that figuratively, or I wonder what if we took it more literally? What if we made it a part of our faith routine and our uh, our devotional life to walk with God? How would that shape our walking around? We could go around our neighborhoods and pray for our neighborhoods as we walk. We can spend time with God as we walk, noticing the creation. We can um, pray and exercise at the same time. What if we organized a prayer walk group here where we walked and we stopped at the schools and at the firehouses and at the nursing homes and we prayed for them? Anyone interested in that? I might have someone willing to organize it after first service. There's another great exercise that we don't think about as exercise, and that's gardening. Think about this. Cultivating or pulling weeds can burn 200 calories in an hour. Have you ever spent some time just pulling weeds, and the next day you are sore like you did a 1,000 squats, right? Uh, hauling rocks or more intense work can burn more calories. There's an old article from Reader's Digest that said, between edging and raking the lawn, walking back and forth to the mulch pile, pulling weeds, digging holes, planting seeds, gardening uses all of the muscle groups. Plus, you can grow healthy food. Now, we are all in different places with our physical activity and our limitations and all of that, and we don't all have to do the same thing, but we can try something. Now, the second thing that this says is to get adequate rest, and this is where I'm going to go to our resident expert, Dr. James Rowley, who spoke about this in our devotional book, and I want to just share with you some of his suggestions around our sleep hygiene, our sleep health. Um, he says that you, we need to have a regular bedtime and wake time all seven days of the week. <laughs> Uh, He says, take time before bed for yourself, read or watch TV, find a way to relax, but don't do that in bed. Do it before you go to bed so that bed is for sleeping. He says, don't work right up to bedtime. He says, exercise regularly, though not just before you're sleeping. Don't take your problems to bed, which I take as, don't take that pad of paper that you keep next to your bed to write down all the things that you think of while you're lying down trying to go to sleep. Relax and just go to bed. Go to sleep. Uh, No phones or laptops in bed. 
no watching TV or reading in bed, no caffeine, tobacco, or alcohol before bed because they will prevent us from real good, healthy sleep. And they're all ways to improve our sleep health or sleep hygiene. Other things on the list from Grand Rapids, use seatbelts, helmets, and other protective equipment. Learn to recognize early signs of illness. Eat a variety of healthy foods. And then with this one, these are the simple things that we can remember. Ways to, um, you know, portion control. And when we're, you know, out to order a salad, but to have them not put the cheese on it or the croutons. Um, If it's white, it's not right, right? We've heard that before. Use whole grains and to cover our plates with fruits and vegetables over half of our plate. Stop smoking and protect yourself against secondhand smoke and use alcohol in moderation, if at all. So I think this is a great list, but I think there's one thing that the Grand Rapids people are missing, and that's also to reduce stress. Mike Slaughter says, stress has a strong negative impact on your longevity. It makes your cells deteriorate faster. It, its impact shows up on your skin and your hair. Ever notice how most presidents gray once they enter the Oval Office? Nutrition and exercise play an important role in management of stress, but so does your attitude. The other aspects of getting your house in order have effects on our physical health. We've been talking about all of these things these past few weeks that really um, trying to get ourselves in order. But the reality is each one of them has an impact on our physical health as well. Um, There are studies linking faith and longevity. In general, those who worship regular have better health. Another study says that people who pray during illness accelerate their recovery rate. Gratitude, we've talked about that, that having an attitude of gratitude helps us to feel lighter, helps us to be more aware of what God is doing in our lives and adds to our physical and emotional health. Relationships, people with healthy relationships tend to live more satisfying lives Pets have been found to have a positive impact on the health of those who live alone. Mentally, we are, um, we are gro- there is a growing body of evidence relating to physical health, to lifelong learning. And as we age, if we exercise our minds by doing things like crossroad, crossword puzzles and Sudoku, that it helps us to maintain our mental fitness and frequent reading and discussion of current events creates new pathways in our brains. Physical care of our bodies takes time and intentionality. I feel like I say that every week. This takes time and intentionality, right? You're probably sick of me saying that. But Hebrews 12:11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So, friends, let us care for our bodies like the gift of God that they are, honoring our temples and honoring the giver. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you have been enriched by the word proclaimed. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at ministry at orchardumc.org. You can find out more about Orchard by going to our website at www.orchardumc.org.